Recorded live. Oh, hey, how y'all doing? It is the producer from Bradley's Comic. Uh, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Uh, and I have most of my Inhumans on the phone tonight. Uh, I got Sandman. Say what's up, Sandman. What's going on, y'all? We back. Yes, and then we have Brother Beavis on the line as well. What's up, my Inhumans? Yeah, that's right. We're all back. And then maybe Big Hutch is there. We don't know. He can't. Is his phone working, Big Hutch? He, I think he just, according to TalkShoe, he just hung up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Big Hutch is okay. all right. Big Hutch is having some uh some phone issues. Um shout out to you guys. Uh, a couple of weeks ago where we started this X Men Thursday comic book chat, kind of walking through some of the larger and bigger X stories over the past thirty some odd years. Uh, it's hard to say that. And um <laughs> Uh, which kind of just kind of walking our way through some of the classic stories. Uh, y'all started with the Proteus saga. Uh, I listened to it, obviously. Um, one of my favorite stories. Uh, and I meant to post on the Facebook page the the awful X-Men, the animated series version of it. Uh, <laughs> they, they did their yes, best. It was bad. Them, but it wasn't yeah. great. Um, yeah. So, uh, But, yeah, one of my favorite stories. Y'all didn't run Cuckold Colossus like I thought you would. Um, so we're going to rectify that tonight. <laughs> I don't think he was too bad in that. They've gained, the, the move in Proteus was like, hey, we're flying over somebody. Let's kick Colossus out of the plane and have him drop yeah. on. Well, there was that, but also his wimpiness about doing it and, you know, that stuff with his brother, Mikhail, and that, like, oh, that was yeah. your, that was your uh, brother. Like all your teammates getting their asses kicked in here, that didn't, Turn you the other way, but you know, Mikhail, yeah, whatever. So yeah, yeah. So he gets yeah, right into it. Yeah. So we're gonna pick right up after the Proteus saga. The X Men have uh, defeated Proteus. They are on Muir Island, where they have been from the, the thoughts of they've been for a few days, basically uh, recuperating from their battle with Proteus. Um, Banshee has made the decision to not join the X Men. Uh, because his his uh, sonic scream is uh, no longer with him or is still damaged. Um, mm-hmm. And then others have decided to not join the X-Men as well. Uh, Lord of Dane and uh, uh, Havoc, or Polaris and Havoc, they say no. Multiple Man is like, no, I'm going to stay here on the island. And the X-Men make their decision to go ahead and head back to New York. Um, now, you have to remember, the X-Men think that Professor Charles Xavier is still away getting his booty kick on with Lelandra, like uh, in the Shi'ar. So yeah. as they're making their way back, they have no idea that Professor X is going to be waiting for them um, there. Is that a fair recap of the first parts of this book? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. So, there is a nice part where Cyclops has to, like, apologize, like, uh... You know, with that whole Colleen Wing thing, I thought you were dead, and we're just friends. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both kind of uh, They were both yeah, just going behind each other's back. Since yeah. you're an ultra-powerful, yeah. and I don't really want to get killed. Uh, yeah. I didn't hit it or anything. <laughs> yeah, you can read my thoughts anyway, but uh, you know I have some bad thoughts. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> didn't. Uh, I, I'm gonna get, and I'm gonna say this a lot through this. Um, this is probably hey, there's Big Hutch because we can hear this phone. You there, Big Hutch? <laughs> I'm here. Good to well, know. Sort of. 
Yep. Sort of. Yeah. Um, what we're saying is that uh, I was going to say this a few times during this that Cyclops is at his A plus uh, written version during this whole this whole oh, yeah. series here. Really, uh, he is right. so well written. He is so confident, in control. It, like he's like the perfect leader of the X Men at this particular time. Um, even though Xavier doesn't necessarily feel so, and he kind of calls him out on it <laughs> in a way that I thought was kind of messed up. But um, they're headed back to New York. Uh, Jason Wingard, a.k.a. Mastermind, who has started this process of getting into Jean Grey, the Phoenix's head, to, uh, you know, kind of take control of her, eventually to, spoiler alert, turn her into the Black Queen, um, has as following them to New York, he gets into that mind swipe again, playing Jason Wingard and, you know, has taken her back to like these colonial times that this is going to come up big time when we get, when they do get captured, by the way, uh, <laughs> the racist <laughs> overtones for, uh, uh, Nightcrawler and Storm. Um, but, uh, you know, he, she keeps having these time slips and she's, you know, she feels like she's losing control of her powers. Cyclops is recognizing she's, you know, kind of in and out, and he did bring up the Colleen Wing thing. But, you know, they profess their love for another. No big deal. Again, this is my version of Jean uh, Grey and Cyclops. This is it. That and the X-Men, the animated version. This is the ones I'm most comfortable with. And, you know, again, their eventual killing of her, to me, was the downfall of Cyclops. Even though it took Nam 35 years to do it, that pretty much did it for me, Brother Beavis. Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about, like, the modern Cyclops stuff where you just Correct. completely off the rails. Yeah. You yeah, know, and, like, I, I, was, I think I was talking about in the previous call. Like, I've started to connect some of the dots, and it's not like a – there's some – I can give a little bit of credit for the some of the stories carried forward. But, yeah, I mean, this is like – the sequence coming up here where, you know, because in, in the Proteus saga, he was basically trying to play the Professor X role and man the danger room. And he figured out it didn't work. And he figured out this team was different. And he figured out, you know, after they got their first contact with Proteus, how to actually test them. And he's come to understand this team. And Professor X comes right back in and tries to put, you know, the rules back down. He's like, look, it's not that way. And you're right. I mean, right. he takes yeah. on his mentor and stuff like that. It's, this is, this is, Strong Cyclops. This is like Captain yeah. America level Cyclops. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. I, yeah, he's confident. He understands the team. And, you know, and even though he listens to Professor Xavier, he's still like, um, in a sense, like, okay, old man, you know, you haven't <laughs> been around. You've been tracing through the Shi'ar galaxy with your girl. Yeah. And now you yeah, got to try booty, to come yeah. back. Get that space booty and try mm-hmm. to come back down here and tell us what to do, and it's not going to work. And he's right. Like, you know, Wolverine's yeah. been a, a, he's used his powers all these years. Like, you know, I mean, we've been working together as a team for all these many months that you've been gone to you to come back in here and, you know, be tanning out demerits, which is pretty damn funny when I read it. <laughs> yeah, that's a he's funny like, I don't know yeah. how many points you're trying to take from Gryffindor, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine doesn't play that game. <laughs> Exactly. So <laughs> the, the cool thing was that, like, it's almost in their discussion. It's like Cyclops' point is like, look, like we were, like, we had no understanding of our powers. We had to be a team to like make it. These people already know. These are grown ass men and women. They know how to yeah. use their powers. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's it, interesting it, because um, later on, Xavier does actually kind of admit, it's like, damn, I did kind of fuck up there. Uh, he's talking to Angel, um, uh, almost like. Um, 
after she turns. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enough said about Angel, but yeah, yeah he does yeah. actually kind of admit it later on. But uh, yeah, he right. kind of resented him after he <laughs> after he pretty much made him to be this person in the first place, and now, now he resents him. It's funny. Right. Right? The thing too is like we talked in Secret Wars about how Professor X was such a dick. He's a dick. Yeah. Here. <laughs> like, Why yeah. do these people love him? He's a fucking dick. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. and and again, uh, he became much more of a dick when he could walk. And again, yeah. <laughs> oh you yeah. About, yeah. Yeah, you weren't talking all that shit when you had your legs, nigga. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we, we talked about that in Secret Wars when he would walk and he just like just try to bum rush Storm out the leadership and all that. Yeah, and like, yeah. Storm, you ever seen Professor X's pimp hand? Well, come on over here. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically the dialogue. Essentially, um, so this becomes our first appearance of uh, a couple of characters. And if I was going through these, I'm assuming I don't have the originals because I'm reading my. Um, classic X-Men issues. Um, right. So, you know, you get the first appearance of Sebastian Shaw, I believe, uh, and the Hellfire Club. And you, although they're in silhouette, you do later on see Sebastian Shaw and Jason Winger, you know, has tapped in the Cerebro. He has used um, everything that he can to actually get information on the X-Men, how they fight, what they do, which is going to come up here um, in a couple of other issues. Uh, you do get your introduction to the White Cream with Emma Frost. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Cerebro has found two new mutants. And I'm glad Hutch is back on the line because uh, we're going to queue him real up here. Hopefully his phone works for this. Uh, as the sh- scene shifts to Chicago and we get the introduction, first appearance of Kitty Pride. Now, this is one of Hutch's uh, least favorite <laughs> characters of all time. Uh, what, what you, you want to go ahead and go on uh, Kitty Pride there, Hutch? I hate Kitty superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. And then to yeah. throw in a uh, first-round draft pick from Chicago, Weighing 95 pounds. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is Kang level hate. I like this. this is yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, you've you never been a to fan. To join the Eggman, Kitty, whatever middle name is, Pride. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never <laughs> been. I've never been a fan. It gets worse, actually. I, pretty much, actually, after Jean Grey died, like Kitty. Oh, much worse. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Kitty gets a, 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 you know, again, to use a wrestling term, she gets a really big push. And, you know, oh. uh, that yeah. where she fights the brood on Christmas Eve, that issue yeah. drives me nuts. That, drives that was, me nuts. That was she destroyed the house. subscription yeah. to X-Men. That was yeah. awful. Yeah, and, uh, and then her limited series with Wolverine where she became oh. a ninja or some oh. shit like that. Oh, God. I'm going yeah. to the bar. <laughs> it, it wasn't good. Uh, I, I've never. And her, you know, and her seven names too. Uh, Shadow Sprite, Sprite yeah. Uh, Ariel, Shadow right. Ariel, yeah. Ariel, Sprite. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. our introduction to her is when she's thirteen and a half. She's almost fourteen. She's, you know, her mutant powers are about to manifest, and you know she's getting the headaches and all. Uh, Emma Frost tries to recruit her to her school. It doesn't, you know, and then uh, Xavier and Peter and Wolverine and Storm come to try to recruit her. 
to come to, you know, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Um, um, there's a real... Get, uh, who? Who who thinks that bringing Will Rain along as their whatever is a good idea? <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that too. Like that's the last catch you need to be. Yeah, he's the closer. Yeah, Wolverine's the closer. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they drop in like a Colossus line. Like in my country, thirteen and a half is marrying age. And, like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey now. It's, it's coming soon enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's got his like Charlie Brown sweater on too, pushing the yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> he's like straight from the '60s, blanket over his legs. Yeah. yeah. So what, what yeah. is going through Burns and Claremont's mind at this time? I mean, what, how did this storyline get developed? That I mean, what's the blank? I don't know why they brought her. And, and, and I haven't done really. a lot of backstory, and maybe Brother Beavis has. Is that like? At, at, well, no, that's not true because I know a little bit more about this. At this point, they hadn't even made the decision to kill Jean Grey. Like, right. they were going to depower her. I mean, I think we all have that issue of, you know, that what if or whatever. If they yeah, 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 lived, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. Um, so they weren't even going to de- They weren't going to kill her. They were going to depower her. So that decision hadn't even been made yet. So it wasn't like she was coming in to step in and replace her. And so I don't know why they decided to introduce, and actually we're going to introduce two kind of whack mutants because uh, the next one that they go pick up is awful too. Um, yeah, and this is worse. The list that kid is awful. I'm not, I've never been a fan. Uh, it, it just didn't. Yeah, it, it, it's never worked for me. And now I guess in modern comics, she's what married to Star, uh, Star Lord, and she's a, uh, one of the um, Gate members of the least, galaxy yeah. or something. Yeah, so yeah, she's a professor now. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. Eh. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. It's, anyway, it's all right, so enough about Kitty. There is a little, you know, kind of odd racial ethnic moment where they take her to the, the soda shop. Ice like, cream soda. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting to go see if Pop, <laughs> Pate, and Archie were going to be there. And um, she's like, wow, we have black kids at my school, but none of them look like you. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, yeah, so I'm like, uh, that's, that's it's, nice. It's 1879. Yeah, can I? Does it come off? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh <doesn't>. God! <laughs> Let's keep scrubbing. Um, so yeah, so she they're at the soda stop. They get attacked by the uh, robot-like characters. Uh, yeah, the, the Knights of Hellfire or something. Well, yeah, there's a great thing. Yeah, there that, uh, they're in the store or whatever because it's got books too, and Wolverine's in there reading a the penthouse, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> in the ice cream yeah, shop, which is yeah, uh, kick pop up too. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Wolverine gets the penthouse. Uh, they come in. Uh, the robots have been specifically engineered to take on each individual X-Men based on their powers. They eventually figure out if we switch to one of the others that we can destroy them. And they make pretty quick work of them. Uh, Kitty gets knocked out. Or, you know, she uses her powers to phase out. Uh, well, she doesn't use them. She has to kind of emergency use them and get phased out of there. They defeat them, but then Emma Frost comes in and hits them with a psionic blast and knocks them out and kidnaps all of those X-Men, and they went back and got Xavier's sorry ass, too. And, uh... <laughs> and, yeah, off panel, yeah, it's off-panel. And then they, uh, that's it. And that's the end of that issue. And again, like I said, I'm using my X-Men, uh, uh, classic. So what was the actual issue of that? 129. 
129. Okay, God spare the child. Yeah, I hate Kitty Pride, man. God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> and then again, as we get into one episode 130, then it's the introduction to Dazzler. Uh, Sandman, you got any Dazzler thoughts? Well, the one that I got is that she was originally supposed to be black and they turned her white because they wanted to sell toys with the other character. And the less said about that, the better, I guess. But yeah, well, other than this, I really don't. um, And, you know, she's had a run in the X-Men years and years later when they were like in Australia, you know, the fall of the mutants, I think it was. I really don't know much that much about her other than that, honestly. Yeah, she was a big part of the Sylvester team. Like, um, mm-hmm. once the X-Factor team was formed from the original members, yeah, and so she had a history with Longshot. I mean, she was a pretty competent, oh, Big Hutch said he had the first 10 Dazzler comic books. I don't think they were comic books. I think it was just like, it was like a just drama like, yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they, they tried to stick like Galactus in there. Wasn't there like a connection <laughs> between Dazzler and, and Claw and Galactus that played out in the Secret Wars? Maybe. Mm. I don't remember. <laughs> Is Hutch there that wasn't 10 issues of Playboy or Penthouse? Because um, I'm pretty sure I don't know that he had 10 issues of them Dazzler comic book over at the house. That's awful. He, <laughs> he might have had him. He might have had him. <laughs> yeah. so she was a, there was a, there was interesting, like the, right before the, um, they sort of brought the teams back together, it was the team was like Psylocke and um, Dazzler, Longshot, I think Wolverine and Rogue were big parts of the Stormers leader. There was actually a pretty interesting team, and they told a lot of good stories. But she, you know, yeah. she was competent in that regard. But yeah. yeah, yeah. At this point, she was a disco star, and so nothing like that holds up well. Yeah, no, it was definitely it late seventies. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious to look gets, at back at it. And you know, if you go back to the Pride of the X Men cartoon. Oh, she yeah, actually yeah. gets the the call, and then a couple of years later, she gets bumped out for Jubilee for the X Men the animated series, you know, and she makes it into the video game. She was in the arcade Correct. game. Yeah, she's in the walkthrough yeah, video game as well, and um, but and then at that point, she was kind of she was still kind of like Robin Sparkles, kind of disco queen in that too. But yeah, um, they just kind of always played from this, and then her introduction in this is. To me, is awful. It's it's just bad. It, you know what it is. It just reads bad because it's thirty years plus years ago, and um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah. So the team it got split up to go find these two mutants. They go uh, Nightcrawler, Phoenix, and Cyclops go to New York to find Dazzler. They're in some club or whatnot. They're being observed by the Hellfire Club because they're going to get attacked the same way that the other ones did too. Jason Wingard is still doing his thing and trying to get into her mind as well. And he's about to pull one of the biggest cock block moves of all time. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I just club made one of the major cock block moves of all time. <laughs> uh, we do get our first appearance of Sebastian Shaw. We don't actually—I think it's the first time we actually see him. See him uh, in, outside. Yeah, Shadow, in this yeah. issue. Yeah. And um, again, more talk about the Hellfire Club. What I like to call now. Uh, is I ran the Proteus episode on X-Men, the animated series. Now, when X-Men, the animated series did these issues, they almost, they lifted pretty much a lot of this stuff panel for panel. Um, right. And word right. for word. Like, I mean, you'll see if you go back and watch those episodes that they they give story credits to uh, Byrne and Claremont because they lifted so many of the words off of it. 
Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's um, it, oh really? It's very well done in the cartoon. Yeah, so pretty much through the whole yeah. Phoenix saga, they give uh, not the stuff with the Shi'ar and Eric the Red and all that stuff, but once um, yeah. once she comes back to Earth and they do the story until she dies, air quotation, um, right. yeah, you'll see that they get storyboard credits or they get story credits for it. Um, so and there was the, the Circle Club, which made no sense. The Circle Club, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Circle Club. Uh, which I think we affectionately call the nineties the Circle K Club after the uh, <laughs> after the uh, convenience <laughs> store in Ohio. Um, so uh, yeah, so there's a big recap about how the other X Men got captured, um, and then the story keeps progressing. Kitty has snuck into the Circle K Club or whatever and is able to kind of awake Storm out of a stupor and get some information to go contact the other X Men. And then back at the club, Wingard slides in there and does this whole wedding scene in like a cemetery and introduces us to the first time to see the Black Queen, I believe. And uh, Wingard kisses her, you know, to to consummate their marriage or whatever. And then the time shift comes back and Scott's like watching her like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they use question mark, exclamation point, question mark. But pretty much now, <laughs> pretty much man, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Well, it's, that's it was funny they reversed the relationship in the cartoon, right? Because in the cartoon, uh, Cyclops is macking on Dazzler. Yeah, yeah. and Jean was that's upset. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they sort of reverse it, like she's the one getting a freak on, and he's the one that's pissed off. So. But he, well, he's not pissed off because he's like, I will kick your ass, but you have like the power of the phoenix, so it's all good. It's all, it's all good. good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it, there's also to this, and that they've played on this idea over the course of these issues, and even starting in the Proteus saga as well, about this idea that the Phoenix is, you know, kind of craving these desires, these instincts, these emotions that aren't mm-hmm. there, that Gene had, you know, kind of sort of been suppressing, or the professor had suppressed initially when she had come back, that they're kind of bubbling to the surface, which plays out dramatically once she does make the turn. Um. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they, they did their best to kind of lead us up to this moment. And the, again, the writing and the art on these are fantastic. Like, you know, if yes. I know yes. people got issues with Byrne and Claremont for other issues about yeah. other things. But this is, they are at their height here. They are at their peak, monstrous, amazing abilities. And, um, <laughs> that, yeah, this is it. Uh, we get our only other appearance of a black person when Dazzler gets introduced with somebody with some big old go-go boots, yellow pants, and a big-ass afro. Um, <laughs> but whatever. That, that's <laughs> oh, guess who's about? Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Here's the honey you've all been waiting for. They oh. are on the end of four. Yeah, that Luke Cage, photo. but they took the yeah, but oh, they yeah. took the they took the G off waiting though. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh lord. So yeah. So Dazzler comes out. She's the mutant that they've been looking for. Cyclops who's like, wow, my wristwatch Cerebro is going off the charts. <laughs> 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 the original iPhone watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so Nightcrawler has made his appearance as well in this. Um, He's had to stay in the shadows because of his appearance. He's not using his uh, his image change thing again, which I guess the professor didn't like either. Um, but he gets attacked by one of the same robots that attacked uh, the other X-Men in Chicago. Again, they are specifically set to fight one particular X-Men. Um, and then the, the battle spills into the club. 
just fighting, fighting, fighting. Cyclops gets hit with the gobbly gloop. I think his thing I described this at one point in time and I lied. He's like, man, Cyclops got hit with the gobbly gloop. Uh, they shoot the ruby quartz over his uh, Yeah, face. that's a funny he moment. Yeah. Yes, he can't do anything. Uh, but then they, you know, again, they figure it out. I mean, you do have the phoenix. And it's so funny because... Like, she's so super powerful that she can do all these other things. But if you read some of these books, she kind of gets, like, knocked off by some Not knocked but she gets knocked off by some kind of low-rent villains. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, Prody is not low-rent, but he got the best of her. Uh, Magneto I mean, got the best of her. Magneto well, gets he, the best you know. of her. I mean, Jason, yeah, I mean, Wingard. Yeah, yeah, that fool. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's definitely yeah. a low rate villain, and he's able to right. get screwed. You know. He's yeah, he's two steps above the toad. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, he's like the bottom level, brother. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so the, the battle continues. Phoenix, you know, ends it essentially. Dazzler's like, "What's going on? Y'all messing up my show? Like, I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, perform and stuff and stuff." And uh, they're like, "Well, you better come with us because this is dangerous." Blah blah blah. And then they leave, and you see that's one of my favorite comic book moments actually, where you see Wingard's uh, like mastermind shadow, like off, you know, where he's smoking the on cigarette the against the wall. Yeah, it's one of yeah, my favorite yeah. shots uh, in like yeah. all these X Men books. And the fact There's that a callback to that in a couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, that dude looks familiar, you know, and, uh, you know, like Cyclops is like, man, that guy looks familiar. I don't know why I'm thinking, oh, that's the dude that was kissing in the club, but he doesn't, you know, recall, you know, the 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 uh, mastermind part. So, yeah. So that's the next issue. I think it's really, yeah. it's cool the way they pulled him forward from, because, like, you know, all of all the original run was, like, they fought the Brotherhood of Evil a lot. And whenever they right. weren't fighting them, it was like the hero or the villain of the day who was terrible. And so <laughs> yeah. the, the idea that they pulled him forward into such a significant role, I think it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. He gets his company. Well, he pays for it, though. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> badly. They all pay for it. Right. You know, and, you know, kind of a side really topic that, again, we've been through two in air quotation, Phoenix sagas now in the movies, mm-hmm. or maybe we haven't got well. Movie, Age man. of Apocalypse uh, at least touches on it. The other uh, movie did it, sort of. So kind of poorly. Kind of yeah. poorly, and and so you kind of think like, well, would this be a story that? And, I mean, not the time swipes, jumps, and all that kind of stuff. Like that wouldn't play. But is there a Phoenix story that could be told where she doesn't just you know, manifest powers out of nowhere. Well, yeah, where she does, well, right. she, they did go nuts, but like where she, you know, has the powers already and then kind of loses control and turns into the Phoenix. You know, because before in uh, X-Men 3, she gets the powers, but she's already crazy. You know right. what I mean? Like, is there, a, yeah. is there a story that could be told where there's this slow dissension from powerful person just to... Uh, Crazy power. I think if, if you don't pay it off with something, I think if you don't pay it off with something with the Imperial Guard, it's right. not, right. yeah. it's not yeah. really going to resonate. And I don't feel you can pull off the Imperial Guard. No, like, Fox can't do it. From not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without yeah. bringing in somebody else, in my head, I'm thinking about well, that never happened, but like the God, them with the Shai and the X Men together. 
Right. I mean, yeah, but right. they, they, Fox has definitely made the X Men like a, a, a an Earth based team. Like, they, I, yeah. like I don't even think they could even you know let's let's they're not going to the blue side of the moon anytime soon. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Thank goodness. Well, but it, you know. They wouldn't. I mean, how awesome anyway. would it be? How awesome would it be though if, like, somewhere down the road, there's an agreement made, and instead of being this, instead of being the Imperial Guard, it's the Avengers who have to bring her down. Right. Oh, right. That would yeah. be, that that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, that, that would be, great. be some synergy for sure. And and then that would. Be, yeah, and that would be great. And it will come up when we get to that, and like two episodes next time we do this, but. Like, it's so funny, like, you know, Phoenix is manifesting these crazy powers or whatever, you know, well, let them X-Men deal with that shit, I ain't, well, I, got to, I got stuff to do, man, send Beast, he's one of the good ones, Yeah, send him, yeah, yeah. yeah right, Beast, you got this, he, he speaks their language, send Beast, um, so, anyway, so the last issue that we'll do tonight is Run For Your Life, Charlie Brown, uh, uh, Big Hutch's favorite person, Kitty Pride, again is being chased by these people. Phoenix comes in and manifests the Phoenix effect, and you know she gets rescued. But then you know Kurt has to, uh, you know, teleport her from someplace. You know it's just all these you know kind of rescue mission for her. She's initially a crazy scared of Kurt, just like she is in Pride of the X Men. Um, and then you can start to see though that Phoenix is starting to lose it just a little bit, like she's starting to get darker. Even their pencil, they're even inking her. If you look at that book, they're even inking her a little bit darker as well, to kind of maybe turn the ch- to, to signify that there's something happening with the character. Um, but yeah, so Phoenix finds Kitty. They interrogate one of these guards. They see what's going on with the White Queen, Emma Frost, her school, and all these other issues that are gonna pertain to the Hellfire Club. And uh, you know, they make their initial assault to go to rescue the other X-Men. All this sounded familiar because I know you don't have them in front of you, but your memory is, uh, is this all, outstanding. This all matches up to what I remember. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know the, and this is part of your subscription, right, at the time. My subscription starts till... And an Wow. Yeah, you're yeah. in and out, dude. Yeah. You're so in and out. Mm. Okay. So anyway, so they use Kitty to help sneak into the Hellfire Club. Um, there's a there's a line in here. Where did she I'm pick up of... a Fantastic Four costume is what I was Yeah, thinking. I was looking at yeah, that, Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> looking at that, too. Um, it may, no, it, it comes up later with some of the racist stuff when uh, when Wingard has Storm as a slave. Um but yeah, so they're yeah, trying, yeah. yeah, that's that's not this. Yeah, that'll be the next one. But you know, so Kitty sneaks in. Now she's never used her powers hardly at all. And this is some Mary Sue stuff. She never really used her powers at all. We got these super powerful other mutants that they're you know they're doing this other sneak attack. But you know, let's send an inexperienced kid who's never done anything and nobody knows. It's just you know what I mean. Like the push for Kitty started from the beginning, and this just. Awful. I mean, that's why, like, I mean, it ain't the only reason that I hate her. But it didn't hurt. And, and speaking of Kitty Pride hate stories, I do that one with the brood on Christmas. Her marrying freaking Callisto or whatever, or Caliban. Oh, yeah, Caliban, oh. yeah. Yeah. Almighty. It's just awful. 
Anyway, yeah, I could do a whole <laughs> podcast on how much I hate Kitty Pride. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, uh, she sneaks in, Wolverine wakes up, Dazzler comes in, helps them escape, um, and then uh, it's eventually builds to this battle. Now, again, you have the books in front yeah, of you. Let me jump in here real quick. So I'm I'm just noticing something, like Dazzler the body style, the body style <laughs> I was about of like, to say Aurora, and even Dazzler, mm-hmm. like this is like these are these girls have some thickness to them. This is not consistent <laughs> with like the scarecrow esque <laughs> figures uh, from the nineties and the and the two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, I mean, if you look at back where Thor- where Storm is attached to that crucifix or whatever, and there's some yeah. thick ties on her. And then, and then look right over at the White Queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. they, yeah. Yeah. No, I ain't hating it. Yeah, and then no, look I at Dazzler, like a few minutes. Yeah, she ain't, yeah, no. She, she, got, the, she, she got, got the right change. Yeah. She did the squat. Yeah, she did the squat. <laughs> she wasn't, yeah, she, she, she knew where a uh, button back day was. She figured it out. I mean, there's a shot there, too, where they look over, like, uh, Jean's shoulder, like, on her butt, where she's, like, got her hands on her hip, like, when she's yeah. about to talk to, uh, yeah, to uh, off, Dwight yeah. Lee. Like yeah, you know, all the she's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was gonna talk about Dazzler's roller skates. Now I don't know if she borrowed them from uh Rodi. From <laughs> yeah. R. I. P. Rodi. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, That's right. Dang man, don't remind us. Golly. Um. So yeah. So they make their attack again. Dazzler never used her powers before, but for some reason she's on the attack, and you know, you know, being able to take out some of these bums who we're supposed to think are credible threats. And they're getting taken out by you know two inexperienced people. Um, well, they weren't, and, but they weren't programmed to fight them. The reason they oh, had success against the X Men uh, is because they had tapped into Cerebro, and they monitored right. all their Danger Room sessions, and then they replicated powers based on the Danger Room sessions. But they don't have any tape on Kitty <laughs> Pride and Dazzler. That's why I send them in. That's well, a that long one about way of saying yeah. <laughs> comics. So, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so again, you start to see the phoenix turn as well, drawn much darker. Even the words of the inking oh, yeah. of her dialogue boxes are starting to turn as well. Um, and uh, they get a nice scene with uh, Kurt actually able to get some offense where he's taking out the people where he bamps and bamps and bamps yeah, like, and repeatedly. His typical strength three times yeah. in one. Uh, <laughs> 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 Four night call. Uh, yeah, six points. That's the only thing he can point. even roll. Bark, bark, bark. Yeah, I knocked out the next round. <laughs> yeah, I think Hutch's line on the Secret Wars podcast was, "Who's he beating up, cops?" <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. He has no uh, ability to beat anybody else up. Uh, I like it when they do that with Nightcrawler, though. It's like about the only time where he could, you know, be effective in the books. I mean, he's yeah, really don't kind get of pointless. Much. Yeah, yeah, no. And just a quick side for the topic, too. Uh, how awful was his freaking limited series where he had them little bamps walking around? Oh, and oh God. I never yeah. even read that. I, didn't, I, didn't I did. I, did. That was, I think that was part of my subscription, too. That was awful. Yeah. Oh, wow. Bad. Yeah, that's not good. Mm, um, mm, mm. But, yeah, it, it leads to this whole bit. Oh, we get to run Colossus here in a second. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Been waiting for this. Yeah, I forgot. Dude, Hutch's so, boy Colossus, I think. He's right. Yeah, yeah, tread carefully. Uh, how do you comrade? 
How do you rectify that that's your boy and then he's smashing a freaking uh, adolescent? I what what you what happens in the uh, mansion stays in the mansion. <laughs> that's that's she hates Kitty Pride because she pushed up on his boy. Yeah, uh, I hate Kitty Pride because she pushed up on my comic. <laughs> no, so well, if they're starting to recover, um. Uh, one of these uh, robot people gets the gets the drop on him and threatens him. Yeah, and robots, those, gets, are, those are guys with masks. Those are guys, right? Yeah. Those, those, right? These people are supposed to be like high trained assassins. With yeah. I mean, these are supposed to be the best of the best, and they're beat up by Kane Mark X Men. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. Colossus says, "Everybody, get behind me!" And you know, he comes and smashes somebody and beats them in, and you know. Whatever. And then now he's like, I lost my temper. But Kitty's looking at me. What's up with that? Uh, and if you he's, only, he's only, what, 17 himself or something? I hope. Yeah. Yeah, 18 at the oldest. Yeah. Yeah, at yeah, the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but. Well, it, Peter, it, you saved us all. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. There's, there's a tent in my yeah, shorts. It's <laughs> panel police. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, and we could play, this will play out over the course of these issues, too. You know, the air quotation love story between Peter and um, Kitty, which I've always found weird. Um, but, too, you know, this is before Secret Wars is where, where it runs off the rails, you know, after his. Uh, Zaza performance or whatever, and um, we yeah. If y'all listen to this podcast, go back and listen to that if you want a good laugh. Oh God, we buried we buried that fool. We for many weeks we run Colossus and his bitch like tendencies. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch, like bitch you're pushing it. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but it leads all to this big battle between you know two powerful uh, psionic telepathic beings between the Phoenix and uh, uh, the White Queen. And you know, it says in the book, you know, oh, it's just like a measured thing, but Phoenix is really just kind of toying with her. You know, she gets to manifest in the full effect. Um, Storm is looking on in awe, like, wow, she's so beautiful. This is like when, you know, when she first manifested the powers, you know, but it's also scary at the same time. So she wipes her out. Cyclops thinks she dies after the building collapses. And, you know, he's all, oh, you got to be around yeah. and whatever. The Phoenix rises again, of course, with of Storm. Course. And that's pretty much you know, near the end of the issue as they start to think about, well, who were these people, this Hellfire Club, we're going to have to deal with them at some point in time. Dazzler also says you can kick rocks joining Havoc, Polaris, and Max. <laughs> 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 man. man, hell no. Join joining the ranks of the Nazis, man. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I got a show in Poughkeepsie tomorrow, nigga. I ain't going to no x <laughs> So, uh, you know, no thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. Uh, and uh, then he has to do one of those like little mind wipes or, or excuse me, sorry. Uh, when 
kid, and they bring Kitty home after she's been gone for days and all this stuff. Of course, her father's upset that his 13 and a half year old's been gone for days, doesn't know anything about her fighting, you know, freaking uh, with, a, with, a, with a Negro and a Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an abduction story that don't play well in the 21st century. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be a great story uh, on the news nowadays. Yes. Uh, Brian yeah. Lochte couldn't tell a story like that. No. Dude, dude, there you go. Yeah. Current dude. events. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like a, almost like a human trafficking story. It's freaking taken with Kitty Pride at this point, man. He goes, yeah, it was abducted by a Canadian, a Negro, and a Russian, <laughs> and a dude. A Russian. <laughs> <laughs> A cripple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and the video footage has Wolverine reading a penthouse in a mom and pop uh, chocolate yeah. shop or chocolate yeah, shop, to, whatever. Yeah. Go to that uh, damn school. Yeah. You really want to go yeah. to that damn school. Yeah, that. I'm going to turn back to So he's all upset, and Phoenix, uh, Jean Grey, doesn't mind wipe, which pisses Scott <laughs> off. He doesn't like it. Uh, he's like, hey, you know, just doing what comes naturally, you know, whatever, you know. And so everybody uh, pulls. She pulls a Professor X mind rape. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Professor, and you know, and everybody's getting concerned about Gene. Like, you know, it's like, like that movie. And we need to talk about Kevin. Like, we need to talk about Gene. Like, this is becoming like a problem. Like, she's helping us with ass. Don't get me wrong, but there's a problem. <laughs> 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 there's, there's 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 something brewing in the air. Um, and then, you know, and then that's the end of these three issues. And like I said, we'll lead up until, uh, before her, to her death in the next podcast. Um, but again, solid, solid stories from the Proteus saga that lead, I mean, you think about that, I mean, in, again, in modern comics, can you think of a time where you had six issues like that, that were that well done, well yeah. written, drawn by the same person? Like for yeah. six issues in modern yeah. comics, and you would be hard pressed to find six solid issues like that without either filler or a guest artist that filled in for like pages or something. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, it's just solid. I mean, and they get they and they're gonna go about like a six issue miniseries, like a Secret Wars or a Civil War two, like with the same creative team in in like a stretch of time anymore. Right, and it was there was just mm-hmm. something that came out this week, and saying, "Man, you might be able to help me." That, um, yeah, like some limited series now, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's not going to be seven issues; it's going to be eight. Like, just they just changed their mind. We're going to well, add they something did, next. They actually. used to that was Civil War two. It got an extra issue. Okay, yeah, no, but oh, okay, but no, okay, yeah, Civil War two. Oh. That's what it was then. Yeah, because oh, okay, like, and same thing happened with Secret Wars. Yeah, it's it's just you know, <clears throat> I mean, just modern comics are very inconsistent, and um, that's pretty much all I want to say about it without kind of killing it. All right. Well, the, so, thing, I, the thing I read about that, sort of in that dimension is they're like, you know, because we've been talking about like reboot, 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 but they're they're talking about it now like they're trying to cast it as like it's a new season of comics. Like it's an annual right. thing, which mm-hmm. I could get, I guess. It's a sort of a different model, but uh, yeah. right. um, again, it's the... the uh, well, I'll take DC first, and we're going to run DC here in a second. We'll do our Suicide Squad review. Um, 
DC is, and Marvel is as, not as guilty, but they're guilty of this too, of trying to turn the comic books into the movies so that there's a transition or a seamless transition. If I wanted to watch one of these movies, I could go pick up the book and, it, you know, they at least look similar. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that looks like the person that I saw in that movie for two and a half hours. And with the changing ideas of, you know, movie to movie, what's being covered, you know, it makes you kind of reboot it every two to three years for every movie. That's basically what happens. And now, yeah. it, you know, the books just become completely disjointed and, you know, again, continuity be damned. And, again, there's probably some good to that because you're not going to attract new readers or it's hard to attract or it's easier to attract new readers. But I've been saying this for years. You want to attract new readers, then drop that price. $4 for a comic book is a lot of freaking money. And we know nobody's yeah. going to do that. So, you know, yep. you got to cater to who you got. But, all right. Hutch, you still there? I think he's off. I, don't I am talking. still here. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was working a lot better now. All right. Yeah. Um, I know it's from a perspective. <laughs> don't be laughing, uh, uh, Sam. Man. <laughs> I ain't laughing at you. Uh, yeah, you uh, <laughs> I, I know, You're still you know, laughing. <laughs> I know yeah, I'm, I'm laughing now. saw Suicide Squad. Did you happen to see Suicide Squad when she saw Suicide Squad? That is not correct. I have not seen it. You have not you seen it, okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Sandman, how many times have you seen it? <laughs> no, 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 brother. No, no, not no more, brother. Y'all got okay. me once on that. <laughs> no, I went on the, I went on the, the matinee to see this shit. No, they went to okay. people, bro. Yeah, and Brother Beavis, you saw I, it. I saw it uh, on Friday, it was like opening day. Okay, okay. Any right. reason why? It just... Uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I saw mm-hmm. a. I had an international screening. It was a um, a multi international screening. Uh, from <laughs> Russian to Spanish, uh, to what? English, and yes, and a multinational international screening. Uh, and it also because uh, uh, Brother Beavis doesn't uh, listen to too many of the podcasts. I don't think. Uh, Big Hutch, we want to share your uh, your your bootleg uh, movie story real quick. Now what again? <laughs> <laughs> I know Sam has heard this story because he listens to the podcast. Uh, but uh, uh, just go ahead and share it, as I and I'll share uh, the uh, my international story. But go ahead. All right. Yeah, blase blah. Yes, I purchased a. Uh, Trying to help out the community. <laughs> yeah. I purchased a... What is, I can forget the movie now. Anyway, it was inexpensive, so sure, I went for it. I took it home. I started watching it. And the uh, the director of said film decided <laughs> to get up in the middle of the program... <laughs> Pull his pants down and expose his uh, prostate for all to see. Oh god! I haven't, I haven't heard that one. Oh, that oh one you haven't? Oh, yeah, I have never heard that. that on, it's been told on numerous podcasts. Um, oh damn! Right. So, yeah. that. Well, during my international screening of uh, Suicide Squad, <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Let me understand this. You're telling me there was like footage of a prostate of a quote unquote prostate exam intermixed in your otherwise legitimate movie? 
the person who was filming the uh, or who had was the uh, shooter, I said, oh, we'll call him Spike Lee. Uh, okay. Yeah, Spike so Lee the, decided the, to pull yeah, the fence down. The bootleg, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's right. does not purchase bootleg. Okay. Yeah, this so, is that's a PSA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you might right. see something you don't want. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They should run that before fucking DVDs. Like, you know, instead of FBI one, yeah. be like, hey, don't you know, tell me about set designers being put out of work. Tell me about how to one might have to watch the picture in some dude's about set painters or costume yeah. makers. I just try yeah. not to see some prostate exam. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. That is some even bootlegs. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. I'm stuck. Ah, your phone. All right. Uh, okay. So, anyway, I am. Um, so during my screening of Suicide Squad, somebody did stand up uh, for, a, it was a solid four to five minutes, like adjusting whatever he was doing. Uh, so whatever. All right. Is everybody there? <laughs> or did I get dropped? Okay. I'm here. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Sandman, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. This is Hutch. We lost. All right. So the three of us have seen it. So he's going to be kind of chiming in anyway. Um, initial impressions before we run it, because I would imagine we probably think very similar to it. Um, right. Uh, Sandman initial impressions. I saw your Facebook well, post about it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it was better than like Batman or Superman, which ain't saying a damn thing. But um, right. I mean, that you could you could clearly see they tried to change the tone because of all the backlash um, over the other movies. And um, I mean, it, it was parts of it that were good. I mean, there was a part of it that made no damn sense whatsoever. You're going to get a dude with. Uh, a marksman, basically a crazy bitch with a uh, bat uh, and, a, and a couple other scrubs to go fight this magical uh, I don't know if we're doing spoilers or whatever but yeah, this I'll magical threat yeah. it, mm-hmm. the whole thing made no damn sense whatsoever and the fact that they tried to force it into being a damn music video every five minutes that got over <laughs> real fucking quick <laughs> damn that's awful <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, the one that sticks out to me is the one where um, um, you see it a little bit in the um, uh, commercial where Harley Quinn is going up in the elevator and they literally just start playing. Uh, I think it's Eminem, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah. her, her little yeah, she goes to town on these creatures or whatever that kind of jump in with her, and then I mean, Lily literally just turn the music off as soon as she's done. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but, uh, <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was okay, and that's about it. That's what I got to say. <laughs> Brother Beavis, I had a lot of missed opportunities. I thought it was the clunkiest intro you could ever possibly have to a movie where you read off mm-hmm. the dossier and introduce everybody. Generic right. villain, yeah. not only the big bad, but the the essentially robots that they had to fight. Yeah, uh, just. Uh, you know, there was some interesting parts. I, I thought, like this, the whole sequence where where Will Smith jumps up on the car and just kills everybody. Oh, mm, that was right. about the best part of the movie. But like, yeah, I agree. none of the villains were really that bad of people. They were not right. like the worst person in that movie was Amanda Waller. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the whole Slipknot um, thing was a joke. So right. oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that that cat, they didn't even give it a, a, a preview like the rest of the I know, they, cats. They, like, they, they put him up on the <laughs> preview. It was like, wait a minute, who's that guy? I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, this guy's good at climbing rope. Like, what's yeah, he's got unbreakable rope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you, you know, you know, in uh, Escape from New York, they didn't have to blow Snake Plissken's head off to make me believe that it would happen. I didn't actually yeah. have to see that. I believe you have the technology to do that. You showed me that you stuck something in all of their necks. I don't need to see someone's head blown off to believe that's a thing. Yeah, but, clearly they thought well, that we did have to see it. Yeah. Well, and then you also take, uh, you know, you could say a person of color, uh, Slipknot, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I think how racist was this movie is a good discussion. Uh, yeah, I, I agreed. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. By the way, hey, Katana's here too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here. You know, uh, and she steals your souls with her sword. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, Which they didn't they do anything have... with, by the way. Yeah. No, it didn't. It, and yeah. she killed a, a many a folk, or at least robots. Um, here's my thing. I've tried, I, it took me many international screenings, um, many international smorgasbords to get through it. It took me, I'm going to say days, um, days. Uh, and, um, the, the, the beginning is, the beginning is hokey and cheesy, mostly because they didn't give everybody the full freaking introductions other than the two people that are the two biggest stars. You know, like, right. I mean, Will Smith gets a lengthy, uh, what, almost seven probably minute introduction? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe yeah. longer? At least. Yeah. And then Harley and the Joker get, you know, a fairly long introduction, too. And then, you know, again, they're going to accuse us of being DC hacks. That's our Marvel hacks. <laughs> That's fine. I, I can deal with it. Okay. Um, Harley Quinn's a terrible character. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a terrible, yeah. terrible character. Terrible in comics, terrible in cartoons, really good in Arkham, the video games, but just a terrible character. And to play the character as essentially this freaking crazy but sexy but cool character who can beat people up with bats is stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid. Like, it's just so dumb that it makes no sense. But she did it in some hot shorts, so that was okay. And there's that, the illusion that we need more of that now. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Another, right. That's another, like, oh, small doses. Yeah, yeah they're talking and, about giving her her own film now. Yeah. yeah. She didn't even have, like, a paragraph, that. a consecutive paragraph of dialogue in that movie. Right. Let alone carry a whole movie herself. Yeah. And, and an article I'm working on, on for the website or whatever at brotherscomics.com is that it's – People's love for DC animation is why they're re- is, re- is the reason that their movies kind of suffer is because the animated bar has been set so high and the characterization of the characters have been so well established, whether hokey and cheesy from the Justice League and the Super Friends through Batman the Animated Series to Justice League to Justice League Unlimited, like people have formed their opinions of the characters based on the animation. This is something that Marvel really doesn't have to deal with. They don't. Because their animated right. stuff has either been short-lived or maybe not that good. And so people didn't grow up with like with Marvel animation stuff that was you know more forced down their throat. And so now people have their characterizations like, well, this is what I'm used to. And so when you put it on the screen and you turn Superman into somebody that's 
you know, good and honest and fair to somebody who's dark, brooding, and, you know, skateboardy and emo. Yeah, super Batman. Like it yeah. Do, yeah, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't jive with people. And so that's why you get these inconsistencies. And this is why a character like Harley Quinn gets, you know, a push because people are so used to that version of it. And, you know, I, I said this, and again, this is us being old men on the lawn. This is a millennial movie. Like, this is for millennials. Like, this, that's, yeah. that movie was not made for anybody over the age of 35. Not at yeah, all. I would, go, I would go younger than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's honestly, if, yeah, yeah, if you're, like, people that like that movie, it was like, man, that's, that Transformers was shit, you know, or, you know, <laughs> yes. I can't wait for yeah. Fast and Furious 8. Like, that movie is the, for those people, and it wasn't made for me, and I'm, go- and I'm cool with it, I, you know, and we can run the Joker here, too. Like, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was a fair representation, but it, it was average and adequate at best. I wouldn't Third even put it above. Us. Yeah, that, yeah, they- too. Yeah, he was he barely in the movie. He didn't need to be in that movie. He didn't yeah, need to but, be in the movie. Agreed. And it sounds like that he was supposed to be in it a lot more, but, you know, DC tinkering it. with it kind of cut it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, I find the characterization I thought was average. You know, I mean, I, I would put him at third. I mean, he's he's behind Nicholson and Ledger. Well, you know, easily. Just, yeah, I, I mean, I, was, I need to see more great. of it, yeah. I just need to yeah, see more. I'd like to see more, but he just wasn't in the movie long, long enough. Right. So, I mean, and so back to Brother Beasley's question, yeah, how racist was Suicide Squad? A little bit. Um, a <laughs> little bit. bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, the With Will Smith in it? Yeah, but I, I think more of um, uh, more of the characterization of the other characters around besides Will Smith. And he chews up, uh, you know, we'll probably get to this whenever we get to a Brothers Counts podcast. He chews up a ton of scenery in this movie. I mean, this is, it's a Will Smith movie with Margot yeah. Robbie starring and then a bunch yeah, of other John Parker. You know who the leads are. You definitely know who the leads yeah, are. Yeah, clearly. I, and I thought he was fine. I mean, it was... Yeah, I thought he was I, fine. He was yeah. good. He was fine, yeah. And the, yeah, only, man. the, the only white male, right, is Captain Boomerang. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's right. Australian, so he's not really white. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have but you have Rick Flag or whatever yeah, who's like a mm. total redneck. He was a mm-hmm. terrible character. Right. I could, I could deal without him completely. He, he was terrible him. and they did not need to have any red shirts along with him. You know, they no, could have cut yeah, no. all the <laughs> Yeah. And then you have El Diablo who Played up to every freaking Mexican or Hispanic stereotype. Yeah. It's okay. All the way to everyone definitely calls him essay. Yeah, every, yeah, oh, every stereotype and down to the khakis and the and the wife beater, uh, and the tattoos. Yep. It's just he wasn't a matador. He'd have a, a lucha mask, did he? <laughs> sure. He was all he, he, he was tattooed. He, he was, was like a mask. Dead or the dead. He yeah. was there dead, not a lucha. Mask. Yeah. Yeah, and let's and, and can we and oh my god and and the enchantress and the whole backstory oh, with that and her being Rick Flag. It's just, the best part about that is that like, they take the whitest white girl ever and they yeah. and they make her sort of <laughs> vaguely ethnic, yeah, yeah, and crazy once you yeah, uh, that was yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah. I mean, again, and maybe the, the whole thing where like. The motivation of the movie was 
Mr. Flag, whatever. Was it Rick Flag? Is that his name? Rick it's Flag. Rick Flag. Yeah. yeah. Rick Flag was like his undying love for this. I don't buy it. That's a, that's yeah, no, it, it, They never yeah. established that at all. That you believed any of it. It's. I mean, right. so you didn't. You just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, and she that, did good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a, and a man. Oh, let me go get my brother. What is your what? How did I have brother? What? Yeah. And Amanda Waller's, the, you know, the the marionette controlling this all this stuff. But you know, short of, you know, they're coming together. Uh, they're coming together, and their their, you know, reason for being together and unifying is all hokey. I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense. It just it just overall yeah. it just doesn't stand up to scrutiny. It's, it's which again, is a DC it's, it's, movies problem. Yeah, on it's all of inconsistent. Them. Yeah, that that was the word that I used today. It's inconsistent and uneven. And yeah. that's pretty much what Batman versus Superman was. It's pretty much what yeah. uh, Man of Steel was. It's just kind of what DC does. And I would imagine, unfortunately, you know, Wonder Woman and Justice League will probably suffer a little bit for that. Um, did y'all stay long enough for the Easter eggs at the end, too? With the Batman uh, Easter egg? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I have a problem with that, too, because it well, doesn't well, really... I think I did. What was it? Where Amanda Waller Bruce, meets with Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, you should stop working at nights or something. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. You, know, you know what it is, honestly? And and we've said this before, too. DC is so late to the game. Like, there's literally nothing that they could do to make their stuff stand out at this point. It's just, they're just so, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're just treating on stuff that Marvel already did. Yeah. And you know, yeah. when, like it's just it, like it just seems tired. And the like, the genre's like, tired like you said, their, their animated stuff is so good. Their CW stuff is good. Right. Mm-hmm. But why is the why is the cinematic universe such a travesty? They have no patience. They they're trying to jump to immediate success. They want what Marvel has without doing any of the work. This is the right. easiest way to put it. They're just, uh, they have no patience. They would just ignore what Marvel's doing and just establish their own universe and make good movies. They wouldn't have any problems. Don't worry about what Marvel's doing. Marvel's good at what they do. You be good at what you do. And I've always said that they should have called, like, Paul Denny or whatever and been like, y'all have a better grasp on what these characters are than what these executives do. Like, because they're only trying to make money. Like, we need to try to stay to these characters we could stay truer to the characters and make money. Like yeah, we, could, right. we could do this. Like, but right. how did y'all do it? Like, how did y'all get people to have, yeah. you know, like Big Hutch's freaking uh, loyal man to Batman the animated series? Like, we right. need something like that. Like for these movies, not for Batman. Y'all already have established that the Batman's your go-to guy. Y'all don't need it for that. But if you're trying to expand from that, y'all need to save Superman. Because y'all are, mm-hmm. you know, you're killing him. And I don't know, Big Hutch or Brother Beavis, or y'all saw it. I know Sandman saw it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's some like some leaked footage from the Justice League movie where when they're gonna bring Superman back in the Justice League movie, but they're gonna do like the Superman like returns like with the black suit and the goatee oh. and the mullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, they're forcing oh more storylines into this crap. It's good, man. Yeah, I'm like, oh I just, God. I'm done with him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm y'all so are. Y'all are done here. Like I was like, I saw that and I'm like, that's it. I'm I'm out. I'm done. Like, you're gonna do like, what? And I got into it with somebody on Twitter. They were like, oh, y'all, you ain't never gonna be happy. It's one of our haters. 
He's like, you just never happy with whatever they do. I'm still like, hating it? Hey, that's a different one this time. Oh, and, okay. Well. And then I was like, it's not that. I was like, the original story was stupid. Like, that, yeah. like don't double down on it and film it, too. The original story was stupid. There's many ways that you could bring him back to life, air quotation. Don't do right. it with the black suit and the mullet and the and the beard. Like, don't uh, do that. Like, terrible. Terrible. The stories that's associated with that are awful. Like, oh, they're going to do yeah. the electronic, the electric Superman, too, where he was blue electricity, too? Oh, Woo! God. Oh, uh, boy. Imagine that. And steel. Stop. Yeah, and steel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The one with the oh, cyborg God. and all that. Oh, man. Exactly. Please don't do it. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I don't understand, like, why they continue to, uh, uh, that's it. But, yeah, so, nice try, DC. Uh, <laughs> that was, that, you're, you're, that's, uh, that's sarcasm. Yeah, it was. I mean, and we, yeah, and, a- and, 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 you know, and, and I think Brother Beavis or somebody texted me about this. They were like, hey, you know, because it made a crap ton of money that initial weekend. I think it made like $140 million. But then it did like the 80% drop like between, the, you know, the first Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bad reviews the first, caught up to it. It had, it had yeah. slightly less of a drop than Batman versus Superman did. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you know, it outdrew Guardians of the Galaxy when it did its thing. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And you know it's gone, and I was like, somebody on Twitter, I was like, yeah. And then you know it was, it's somewhere in the two twenty to thirty million range now. I was like, yeah, Guardians made three hundred and some odd million dollars. It ain't catching that, and it also did it two years ago. So and and it also did it with a Star Lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. With, with, with as many. Yeah, with Rocky as many Raccoon. Characters. Rocky yeah, Raccoon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with some characters that even a lot of freaking hardcore comic book heads are like, who the hell is those people? And again, I'm not an easy person, <laughs> like at all. Like, I, and again, I'm not. A, I mean, I know y'all have more. In, any Suicide Squad stuff with me came through cartoons. I never read a comic book. I never read anything. I, I read the. Co- I had some comic books. I never read the book. Yeah, I heard the comic book is great. Yeah, the comic. That's what I heard. Yeah. And the yeah. cartoons they did on the Justice League. When it did mm-hmm. some Justice League cartoon, it was Task Force, Task Force, Task Force X. X. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good material, but the wrong the execution universe is over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The execution is poor, and once you have again one big star, and then one person who they're trying to make a star, whether we like it or not, out of Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. They, it was it was a Jennifer Lawrence situation there, where she was getting more scenery than she probably needed or deserved. And yeah. once you start chewing up those minutes, then that movie that should be probably an hour and forty five gets you to two ten, and mm-hmm. it's like oh whatever. Over no, no no nudity, none. It's PG. Ay 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 That's awful. PG. <laughs> Again, if you want to see Margot Robbie nude, go go rent Wolf the Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it gives you plenty of that if that's what you're eight, looking for. And in a much eight, better eight, movie, eight, man. Yeah, yeah. In a much better mm. movie. So, um, uh, yeah. All right. So that's it. That's our Suicide Squad review. Our uh, our rundown of DC continues unabated. <laughs> Um, yeah, send the hate mail to Brothers Comics at Brothers Comics. You can email us too at Brothers Comics at Gmail dot com. Uh, 
you know, whatever. You can leave a comment on the blog, Facebook, right. whatever. Yeah, right. whatever I got there. more. Well, I had more DC comic books than you ever will ever have. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Our, yeah, our love didn't start, you know, in comic books. It started with, you know, cartoons too. But yeah, just do better, DC. That's basically all I'm saying. Just, y'all can do better. And then yes. there is word that came out this week too that Wonder Woman is, you know. Uh, the, it, I think the, the the title was it, it could be a mess or it <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they, oh, like, it was a, a disgruntled like former WB alleged. We don't know if it was or not. He made a whole letter to the to the yeah to the president of WB, and then there was all that kind of came from that. So it was like oh, it might end up being a mess. Then the director yeah. uh, Patty Jenkins, she actually came out and directly disputed it, of course. But uh, yeah. what yeah. else is she gonna say? What else are you trying to say? Exactly. Yeah. This movie is horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, the trailer. Yeah, what because, it is. Yeah, well, as Big Hush said, you know, you said it in the past and to fight Nazis, so that's always good. Uh, you can't <laughs> go wrong fighting Nazis, and uh, <laughs> can't go wrong there. But it's also Wonder Woman, and if it fails, people are going to blame it on is a woman, is a female director, people didn't want to yeah. see it because of that or whatever, not because yeah. the movie might just be horse crap. Uh, and I don't know. You know, Again, the trailer mm-hmm. for that look was better than the trailer for Justice League. I was much more excited for Wonder Woman after watching the trailer than I was for Justice League, but who knows? I think yeah. DC <laughs> is just in the business of making polarizing movies. You'll either like it or you won't. And there's not a lot of gray area in between, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, that's pretty much where I felt about Batman or Superman. It's pretty much since Superman Returns or uh, or since Man of Steel. Like, yeah, yeah it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Some, there's a yeah. good movie in there somewhere if you edit it out for hours. <laughs> you could probably find a good movie somewhere in there. You know, I spoke to somebody at work today that's a nerd. He was like. You know, the only copy of Batman vs Superman I saw was the uh, the Ultimate Edition, the three plus hour one. He was like, "That was like the much better copy." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I ain't got three more hours for Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I ain't got it. I don't care how much better it is. Let Wonder Woman could be butt ass naked in that, and I still wouldn't see it." So, I mean, I might have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, brother Beavis, have you still not seen Batman vs Superman? I have still not. I, I oh, me either. To. I want to, and I wanted to see it just to like have the relative comparison. But right, mm. you guys. Mm. Every time I think about it, I hear you guys talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that to myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just hit the red box. It just hit the red box this week. So yeah, yeah. the theatrical version or the unlimited. Oh, I have no idea. I just saw I got okay. that little red box notice, and they're like, "Hey, Batman or Superman is here." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'm good though. <laughs> um, I'm good." Yeah, if I could yeah. carve out three hours to see it, I would maybe think about it, but probably I wouldn't. And I'm gonna uh, watch I, I tomorrow. I'm gonna watch Teen Titans Tokyo Trouble. Uh, no, and, and then on, on Tuesday, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna watch. I believe if I can swing it, I'm gonna watch. Uh, DC Superhero Girls has a DVD coming out, so those are oh, good, that's my hey. next up for my wow. my DVD. Wow. See, there you okay. go. So, so don't don't be calling us haters, DC people. That's right. There you go, right there. We we we, we, we love your animated stuff. Just the I watched of Teen shit. Titans and Teen Titans Go today. What did you watch? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh, that's um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. there. That's hardcore one there, folks. Yeah, suck it, losers. All right, so anyway. Well, you going to get all kinds of mail. Probably. Yeah. Well, but they've also listened to this for an hour, so they obviously don't hate us that much. All right. Yeah. So, um, uh, so anyway, so then we'll wrap up uh, the comic book chat this for Thursday. Uh, barring anything unforeseen, hopefully the tides will turn. We can able to get this in again next week uh, as we get into – um, I would say we probably take it through the Dark Phoenix saga and probably the death of Jean Grey. Uh, spoiler alert: she's gonna die, y'all. Um, and kind of. Gonna, yeah, what, first well, of many. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because that would take us from where, where did we stop, Brother Beavis? Where did we stop? Two. So there's one, actually well, that, there's like four or five issues before they get into space. So yeah, from yeah. one thirty-two to. What's it? She died in 137. She died in yeah, 137. 137. So we, right. might, uh, we might want to do, like, the just the Hellfire Club. Just the Hellfire Club. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Yeah. Then there's, there's yeah. The, you could do the Dark Phoenix, which is where they fight the tree on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> right. Send Beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Send the Darkie. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, let's do that. Then we'll just do the Hellfire Club stuff. There's a lot of that there. I'll try to post those episodes on Facebook where people can see them. Because uh, the, again, the X Men animated stuff is literally a panel for panel pull in, in many parts. Uh, those are so good. And so we'll continue our chat, and you know we'll play it out on air for a couple minutes here. We were talking a big hutch about you know kind of where we go after Phoenix bites it. Like what's the next kind of big story? Um, that comes out of that because they do flail a little bit after they kill her. Um, there's just a lot yeah. of kind of one-offs and, you know, there's that thing where Cyclops goes to fight Swamp Thing or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, Kitty, and then there's Kitty Pride's uh, freaking Christmas episode is not too far after. Or after after Days of Future Past, there's a lot of one-offs. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, so, but yeah, I was just kind of thinking of, you know, maybe that, br- the brood, which comes in at around like 160 or so, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, 160, Yeah, we'll kind of figure out where to go from there. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll play that out and we'll let everybody know, you know, ahead of time so they get digging their crates and get their books out. So, but that's that. Um, we'll try to get a Brothers Comics podcast in this weekend. You know, again, God willing, we'll be able to get that in. Uh, I was going to throw a topic out there that was trending on Twitter or whatever before. We'll we'll go around the table and give um, you uh, you can give a, a three a three sentence answer. Um, allegedly, Zendaya is going to be Mary Jane in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. That's yeah. kind of broke today. Um, yeah. So, uh, Big Hutch, three-sentence answer. Zendaya, they uh, they uh, race-bend the role uh, for Mary Jane. So, is Spider-Man going to be black, too? or No. <laughs> Still Peter no. Parker. No, no bro. No. Still Peter Parker. No. No. Uh, it's, it's it's Disney. Well, Disney, you can't spell diversity without Disney. Mm. <laughs> that seems more like a Sony movie to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, Sandman. Uh, like I said, I put this on uh, Facebook. I think um, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> you yeah. have to do some convincing on me to get that one. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it was, right. they did with the Flash though. It worked for the Flash. Right. Kind of. Oh yeah. yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, as I posted on Twitter to somebody, it was like, yeah, they're like, oh well, Zendaya is going to be that uh, Mary Jane, and then like, I guess Valkyrie is going to be the new love interest for Thor in uh uh. The new oh, Thor movie, yeah, oh, wow. and uh, that's they cast that girl from um, uh, from like, uh, Creed. She was in Creed, uh, yeah, from right? Creed, yeah. And then, um, then in the Flash movie or whatever, they cast you know for Iris or whatever. West is gonna you know black again, like they on the TV show or whatever, right? You know, and right. be this love interest. And I was like, that's interesting because um, <laughs> all the white heroes are all down with the swirl. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 so uh, I'm just saying that's kind of interesting, um, but whatever. Well, uh, well, the 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 Hammy the Hammersworth crowd is gonna be the most pissed off, I think. No, from from what I'm reading on Twitter from earlier today, uh, this Mary Jane being black thing is going over like Johnny Storm being black. Um, yeah. It's, First know, of all, if you like Mary Jane as a character, you have problems. Because I think when <laughs> it was sort of a joke, when we talked about the I top agree. five villains of Superman, yeah. and Big Hug oh, yeah. Mary Jane on the list, and that was yeah. not a joke. She is yeah. terrible. And she is the yeah. biggest reason why, you know, dance routines aside, she's yeah. one of the biggest reasons why Spider-Man 3 is a terrible movie. So if you like Mary Jane, you have a problem. And the fact that she's been replaced by anybody, they can make it a dude for all I care. And Mary Jane can still be awful. <laughs> this, don't give me ideas, sir. Perfect fighting. I saw it. I'm like, y'all know me well enough. And I was like, People getting too upset about uh, gender or race bending fictional characters—that's an issue. Yeah. But two, making Mary Jane black doesn't really take away from the character like at all. Like no. she's still an awful character. No. Like she's still a bad actress. She's, she's still, still pulling like, Peter into <laughs> it's okay bull crap stories. Why are you still like, Spider Man? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's still yeah. going to be an awful character. It really doesn't matter. It's not essential that she be redhead or white. It doesn't take away from the character one way or the other. It takes yeah, away from the true. cosplay. You know, which <laughs> that, is that, that I'm thinking it takes away from cosplay. Yeah, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And as somebody, I think, and shout out to, I think it was somebody from the Black Geeks or whatever, it was like, uh, these fanboys need to calm down because it's not like they're going to make her black in the comic book. It's just for the That's movie, the no, no, so, just you wait. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> they, that's gonna happen. They made, yeah. they made Thor chick. They it made, uh, yeah, it it, it can happen. Ain't uh, yeah. there's nothing off the table. Well, mm. and that would that would be the ultimate freaking Plessy versus Ferguson if they came up with a black Mary Jane right there. <laughs> that would be they the made ultimate separate but equal uh, Cap- move of all Captain time. Falcon? That's Plessy yeah. versus Ferguson. I wrote that months ago. They're, yeah. they're all doing that. They're all, all right. doing that. 
It, 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 they're all freaking. My, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I ain't. So again, is we'll there a, Marvel so just bullshit. looking at Zendaya and Tessa Thompson? Is there a light skinned comment here? Like, I mean, because yeah, they're some, black. Yeah, but these are all light skinned black. Is this like we're trying to ease into it, sort of a discussion? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> for, well, well, I mean, that's a larger discussion too. You know, for a black, darker-skinned black woman to find success in Hollywood, um, uh, Big Hutch, I need you taken. Good law. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, good luck, because uh, that's not a, a, a role that is filled, you know, too much by, you know, dark-skinned black women. It's just not... Yeah. You know, I think Black Panther will be the darkest, blackest movie that we'll ever see ever. Um, uh, uh, well, but I that, Luke Cage should be pretty dark. Yeah, but, I've been, but that's yeah. not a movie. A movie. That's not yeah. a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of that trailer, looked great too. Oh, can't God. wait for yeah. that show to come out. Yeah, uh, they're doing yeah, that right. Going, yeah, that I'm gonna. Yeah, that could be a binge for me, and I don't, I don't binge watch typically. But then again, also, I'm not. I mean, I can't watch it because the language and whatnot and the people that yeah. I have around me aren't going to be down for that. So, um, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the X-Men. So we'll, yeah, we'll end up the, the comic chat here. And, uh, like I said, be looking out. You can find this on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. Um, and uh, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you can find it there. Big Hutch will get it all squared away and get it posted up. Uh, squared away, you know, get a good picture this time, man. You use Proteus, uh, the picture you used for Proteus, I was like, what the hell, who the hell is that? thought it was a Silver <laughs> Surfer. I'll get one picture, all right. Yeah. Uh, it might be Colossus, no, so don't hate I'm sure it would be. <laughs> no, no Kitty Pride cosplay players either, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> something from the Phoenix Saga, at least. Uh, but yeah, so we'll get that up. And uh, like I said, we'll catch up with everybody next Thursday for that. And um, uh, again, on a side, side, super side angle topic. Um, <laughs> I, I know I'm trying to end this because we haven't done it for a while. Uh, I, I think I might want to uh, live tweet half baked brother Peters. <laughs> just, it, it just, it, I was unpacking and I came across it and I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was like. This just seems like something that needs to be talked about. So uh, just be keeping that out. You know, put that thought in the back of your head. So right. we still got to do our uh, our sixty four episodes. Chappelle, uh, yeah, I yeah, I do want to do that too. That that's that's a given. So all right, all right. So I am the producer. I am signing off. Go ahead and sign off, Big Hush. You remember, hey, Big Hush, make sure you stop the recording, man. So you don't have like, twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Yes, good night, y'all. <laughs> Say goodbye, Big Hutch. He's out. I... Say good night, uh, Brother Beavis. <laughs> good night, y'all. <laughs> all right. And say, all right, Sam, man. Take it easy. All right, y'all. All right, peace. Peace.